Now that we've discussed the seemingly inappropriate, what appears to be inappropriate birth of Davra Malach, where really Yishai and his wife were muttered to each other, but seemed to be his birth seemed to be inappropriate, seemed to be that he was a mamzer. I want to talk about why, I want to digress now and just talk about this recurring theme that we find in the Yichas of David and Shlomoi and the eventual Mashiach, we find this recurring theme of what seems to be inappropriate relationships. It starts all the way back from Light. David came from Moyav. Moyav comes from Light's daughters. Light and his daughters. What happened with Light and his daughters? So they, they run away to the mountains after Stoyim and Amayra are being destroyed. They assume that the world had ended for everyone except them and they had to repopulate the world. And so they come up with the scheme. The Benoit Slud come up with the scheme. They'll get their father drunk. They have relations with him, and he conceives children that are Amon and Moyav. These children, Amon and Moyav, Moyav eventually leads to Rus. Rus has Davra Melech. So Davra Melech's beginning on his on Rus' side is from this relationship, seemingly inappropriate relationship between Lloyd, this incest really, between Lloyd and his daughters. Then we have the whole mice of Rus, which we touched upon, right? Rus, Moyavi Veloy Moyavis. Now she is instructed by Nami to go in the middle of the night under the cover of darkness and uncover uh, uh, Bayaz's blanket and sort of, uh, you know, uh, hint to him that I'm ready to, to be miyabim with you. And he tells her, no, you got to go. Go back quietly. Go back home. There's another relative and I'll marry. Tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll decide the matter. And the other relative decides he doesn't want to. He's scared that he's going to lose his nachla because Rus is Osir. And so Bayaz goes and marries and again. Boyaz dies the next day. So again, the child Oyved is born. Is again, there's a shroud of uh, 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 inappropriateness in that in in that uh, birth. Then we go to Yehuda. Yehuda and Tamar, the other side of David Melchizedek, is the Boyaz side. Comes from Yehuda and Tamar. What happened? Tamar is waiting to be to do Yibam to Shela, the third son. Yehuda doesn't want Shela to marry her because he's worried that really the first two sons died. It was something to do with Tamar. So Tamar disguises herself as a Zaina. And the Pasuk tells us that Yehuda is drawn or pushed to the side of the road and, he's, and he goes and he, and, he's to, and he lives together with Tamar. And out of that union comes per, uh, uh, per, Peretz and, um, and Zarach, right? The, um, the ancestors of, of David Melch. So again, we have this seems to be inappropriate. Yehuda's with a Zaina. Tamar is disguising herself because she knows that it's that Yehuda it needs to do Yibam with her. So she disguises himself. And as the Farshim tell us, because I'll tell us that Yehuda really didn't want to go be with Tamar, but he was sort of forced, was pressed into it by a Malach, almost against his will, because that was the Ratzon Hashem, that Yehuda should be with Tamar, and that, and that from that should come Malchus based David. Now, if I, were, if I was myself, right? In my own mind, if I was going to create the Malchus based David, the lineage of David that's going to lead to Mashiach, I would want the purest yichus out there. There should be no uh, even hint of impropriety. There should be nothing that you can question that say maybe there's something wrong. And yet constantly we find that in David Amach's yichus there is this, this what appears to be inappropriate behavior. And it continues. You have the Shlomo is born by who? By David and Bathsheba. David and Bathsheba come together again under in a, what seems to be inappropriate circumstances. Shlomo himself marries an Amoinus woman, Nama, and they have Rechavam. So again, we see this theme. And the question is, that we have to struggle, is why did Hashem see fit to bring the Malchus based David and eventually Mashiach through what seems to be uh, uh, um, 
shrouded in inappropriate behavior. Why is that the right way to go about it? Wouldn't it be better to have a pure lineage, a pure yichus, absolutely pure, no questions asked, yichus that leads to Mashiach? So it is a little bit of a hard concept to understand, and I hope that you'll try to stay with me as we uh, uh, delve into the Teretz. So there's really two parts to the Teretz. The first part of the Teretz is that the more important things in the world, the more the Yetzirah fights it. In other words, if you want to do a small mitzvah, there's not a big Yetzirah fighting you. You want to uh, you know, give a dollar to tzedakah, okay, there's really not much of the Yetzirah. But you want to go and you want to finish a Masechta, good luck fighting the Yetzirah. I mean, it's going to be a war. The Yetzirah is going to fight you because it's a lot more of a difficult thing. When you want to establish Malchus based David, and this is really the Chafetz Chaim al this is the Chafetz Chaim who brings this down in Parshas, um, Parshas um, Vayeshev, when it talks about Yehuda and Tamar. So the, the Chafetz Chaim says, you, when, when there's something vital and important like Malchus based David, which again is going to lead to Mashiach, you cannot directly take on the Satan. You can't have a pure lineage. Because when any of these people are going to try to come together and have a relationship together, the Satan is going to block you. The Satan is going to be makatreg. He's going to, he's going to accuse you. He's going to find reasons to find fault. The only way to accomplish it is to do what's called, what Chazal called, shaykhat l'satan. What is shaykhat? What is bribing the Satan? What is a simple example of bribing the Satan? person says, on Shavuos night, I'm going to learn, I, I, a guy wants to learn the whole night, Shavuos night. So he doesn't go to shul saying, I'm going to learn the whole night. He says, you know what, I'm going to learn until 1 o'clock, and then I'll have a coffee and I'll reevaluate. Then at 1 o'clock he has a coffee. He says, you know what, I could go for another hour. Goes another hour, tries it, and after another hour he says, you know, I could go another hour. That's called Shaykh the Sutton. you're bribing the Sutton. At the end of the day, or at the end of the night, you might, you might end up staying the whole night Shavuos. But it's very hard to go in saying, I'm going to do this major thing. You can't, you can't beat the Sutton that way. You have to do it in a way that looks ridiculous to an outsider. What, what are you, making deals with yourself? You're, you're a man. Just, just exercise your willpower. But we know that's not the way of the world. You can't just exercise your willpower and defeat the satan. You have to use shaykhat l'satan. Similarly, when we're building machas based David, when we're trying to um, be miyaches to the, the machas based David that's going to lead to Mashiach, you have to use shaykhat l'satan. You have to, so to speak, trick the sudden into going along with it. So you need to come up with these disguises of Yehuda and Tamar, of Loit and his daughters, of Rus and Bayaz, of David and Basheva, of Shlomoya and Nama, of Yishai and his wife. All these uh, um, tricks and subterfuge to fool the Yitzhahara due to Shaykh the sudden in order to bring about the most important thing in the world, which is the Machus based David leading to Mashiach. And even though along the way you have tremendous busha. You have busha of Lloyd's daughters, right? One of them doesn't want to say, I calls the son Amma and she's embarrassed that she was with Lloyd. You have Yishai's wife who's embarrassed to tell Yishai that David was really uh, pure. You have, um, you have Yehuda and Tamar, again, Yehuda's embarrassed in front of everyone that he was with Azoni. You have all this embarrassment. You have David's own busha that he was a mamzer. All this seemingly embarrassment, and David with Pacheva, same thing. Uh, all the seeming embarrassment, but at the end of the day, that is a spark that is going to lead to Mashiach. So as I said, it is a very hard concept for us to wrap our heads around. It's a spiritual concept. But that's only one aspect of it. The other aspect is something that I'll address by beginning with a clair of the Piskei Tshuva. The Piskei Tshuva is wondering about milk that fell into a pot of meat. 
So if you have milk that fell into, let's say, a chalent, the guy's making a chalent, and he drops in, his kid drops in a little bit of milk. So if I would ask people on this recording, how many of you would eat the chalent? Most, if not all, would say they, they wouldn't eat the chalent. At the end of the day, they wouldn't eat the chalent. They'd find something else to eat. Because we feel uncomfortable. Yes, it's batal b'shishim, but you know what? Milk with meat is tarifus, and we prefer to stay away from it. So the Biscay Shuva declares, should a Baal Nefesh be machmir on himself and avoid eating such a mixture of milk that was batal b'shishim and meat? The Bnei Yisraschar in Chodesh Adar brings down that everything in creation has a nitzaitis of Kedusha, has a spark of Kedusha in it. And the Bnei Yisraschar there talks about a pig, a little bit of pig, a bacon, let's say, that fell into your chalent, that was batal b'shishim. And the Bnei Yisraschar says that even the pig has a little bit of Kedusha. And by being batal b'shishim, you now have an opportunity to bring out the Kedusha of that pig that you would never have before. You're not allowed to eat a pig. But if a pig somehow became kosher through batal b'shishim, you should go and run to eat that meat. Why? Because you can now bring out the spark of Kedusha from the pig that you normally would not have an opportunity to, 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 to bring out. Where do you see this concept? So the concept is first introduced in Sefer Eif. And it, it's possible at first, as you're listening to this, you're saying to yourself, this is way out there. But I'll tell you the truth, it's something that as I'm going to give you some examples, you're going to see this is something that you come across more often than you think. In Sefer Eif, Perak Yedalid, Pasuk Dalid, Eoj says the following statement to his friends. He says, Who could bring forth tar, something that's pure, from something that's unpure? Meaning not a single person. Man is not able to bring forth tar from Tameh, only a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, the Malbam explains the Pashup Shad and the Pasuk as follows. A person is formed by, by, by what? What materials make up a person? You have the zera that comes from his father, which is unclean, right? Which makes a person about carry he has to go dip in a mikvah. He's nourished from what what what's what's a, what what keeps him alive is the dam nida from a woman again, which makes his mother tamei. These two things together form life. They bring about life. So me tarmi tamei. Baruch Hu is able to bring about tarmi tamei from two things that are tamei. You bring out a tarmi a, a, a baby. But man is not able to do it. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to do it. And that's how the Malbim explains the Pasuk in Eif. And the, the, the Medrash in Bamidbar Rabbah brings out some examples from this Pasuk that Avram came from Terach, Cheskiyo came from Achaz, Yeshiyahu from Amoin, Mordechai from Shimi, Klai Yisrael from the other Umois Oilam, and Oilam Haba from this world. That who is able to do that? Who is able to bring out the tar from something that's tame? Only Akadush Baruch Hu. And this is that exactly that concept. That only Akadush Baruch Hu is able to bring out the way Akadush Baruch Hu set up the world. There is tahar in everything, even in the tame, and only Akadush Baruch Hu is able to bring it out. Let me correct what I just said. Only in those examples Akadush Baruch Hu was able to bring it out. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the same job to try to bring out these Nitzaytas HaKadusha from things in nature. We should try, and this is again along the lines of what the Bnei Yisachar said, we should try to bring out the tar from the tummy, from the pig. If you have pig, there's some tar in it, there's some Kedusha in the pig, if you can believe such a thing. Go and try and bring out that Kedusha from the pig. How? When do you ever have an opportunity to bring out Kedusha from a pig? When it's Batal B'Shishim. Now there's pig in your chalent, go and eat your chalent, and in that way you'll elevate the tummy to be Metairit. And 
This is the famous concept, as I said, it's something that we very familiar with. The famous concept of the place where Bali Chuva stand, a tzaddik is even a tzaddik is a gummer is not able to stand. Why? Why is a Bali Chuva able to reach a level that a tzaddik is not? And it's based on this. About what is about Chuva? He does an Avera and he does Chuva. When he does Chuva, he turns the Avera into Kedusha. The Avera becomes a mitzvah. He taps in to a level of Kedusha that a Tzadik Omer cannot tap into. He was Mitame Vitar. That is a special level, a special Madrega of being Mitar the Tame. That as we said, this is something that Yeoiv says only comes from a Kadush Baruch Hu. When a person taps into that, when a Balchuva taps into that, he's able to reach a level that even a Tzadik Omer cannot reach into. This is exactly the prat that we're talking about with Davra Melech. When we have to reach the level of Kedusha necessary to bring about Malchus based David, to bring about Mashiach, the only way to do it, the way to reach the highest Madrega, is to bring about Tar from Tomei. What's Tar from Tomei? Is Loit incest with his daughters, which, which appears, again, is L'Shem Shemayim. They were able to bring out from what seems to be an inappropriate act, able to bring out Kedusha from an inappropriate act. Yehuda and Tamar, again, seems to be an inappropriate act. Kedusha comes from it. And again, Yishai with his wife. And again, David with Bathsheba. And again, Rus and Boyaz. That's why the Malchus based David is shrouded in inappropriateness because we're bringing out the Tahar from the Tameh. So the spark of Kedusha in Light went into Moyav. The spark of Kedusha from Moyav went into Rus. The spark of Kedusha from Canaan went into Tamar, and all these sparks that were out there in Dover Tameim were metaher through these unions, these relationships, and eventually were elevated to a level where they were able to bring about the Malchus based David. And what's amazing is this is something that couldn't be accomplished by regular, clean Yichas. You couldn't have it. You couldn't reach the Madrega necessary to bring Malchus based David without being metaher the Tameim. It is a difficult, to, to, to wrap this up, it is a very difficult concept to wrap your head around. Um, but I, I was very inspired, person, on a personal level, I was very inspired when I heard this. It's really, I, I found it as I thought about it more and more, it's a beautiful shot. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but this is, to me, this whole concept I found to be one of the most fascinating things when I was learning about David Melech was A, that he was thought to be a mamzer. My Rebbe in Yeshiva never taught me that. And B, this concept of, yeah, stop and think about why is the Machas based David coming from all these what seems to be inappropriate relationships. So I, I give you a Yashikayach for listening. This is probably one of the longest shiram you've had to listen to. I give you a Yashikayach and uh, thank you for listening.